You've probably heard by now that Makai Blackman is 24 years old, uh, which is pretty old for a college prospect. And when a team drafts a prospect at that age, it raises a lot of questions. Why didn't they declare earlier? Why were they in college so long? So let's tell that story. It's the Everman series on the line. You like that on three, one, two, three. You, like you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. Thank you so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day each and every day. And a special shout out to my hashtag everyday or sound off if you can. You can find the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including Amazon Fire or Roku. Just download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app. There you can, of course, listen wherever you find your audio podcasts uh, and even YouTube. Today on the show is Makai Blackman Day. Later, we are going to bring in an interview, another interview with Mark Culkin of Locked On USC, who also covered Makai Blackman at his last stop uh, at USC. But before we do that, we kind of have to build up to it because his journey toward USC is a long one filled with a, a, a lot of challenges, obstacles, and a lot of moments where like this could have been it. This could have been the end of it. Um, that, that tends to be the case when you talk about players who went to Juco, who had a long time in college and all that. There's a, there's a lot of opportunities for things to go wrong. And, and what always strikes me when I do this every man series and, you know, go through 90 different players and their journeys to the NFL. I always start thinking about how many things had to go right. How many people had to find you at the right time and not the wrong time. How many different moments could have been a little different and you never would have seen the light of day. How many all-pro NFL players are out there? Uncle Rico's talking about how maybe they would have had a chance if things were different that are actually right. <laughs> that maybe could have had it, but that's not Makai Blackman. He's a third-round pick, and he's a Minnesota Viking. Um, he grew up in East Palo Alto, California, or he's from East Palo Alto, California. He graduated from Menlo Atherton High School, uh, but what's interesting about that is he transferred there after his sophomore year of high school. So as a junior in high school, in the state of California, the rules are you can't play varsity football uh, for a year if you transfer schools. Now, I couldn't find if he just moved or if he was trying to get to a better program. The The program at uh, Menlo Atherton has some NFL alumni in it, including Gabe, Greg Camarillo, if you were interested. Uh, but they put like a few players into the NFL. So it's a good program. But either way... He had to sit out his junior year. That's kind of devastating to a recruiting process that is mostly built off of junior year tape. That's what colleges are watching because the recruiting process starts before you play your senior year. It's not just something that happens like in spring of summer of, of your senior year. Usually, usually teams are already sort of earmarking and saying, we want this guy, we want this guy and starting to court people, but they didn't have any tape of uh, Makai Blackman as a junior. He had a good senior year as a receiver of all things uh, in high school, but by then it was kind of too late. You know, scholarships have sort of been spoken for. That factor, I'm sure, ruins a gajillion high school football players' careers before they even get off the ground every year, all the time. 
to overcome not getting any offers out of high school to Division One programs, to overcome that is a heck of a feat. And no matter where Makai Blackman goes from here, no matter what his career is, I, I, he should be able to be proud of that. That is something not a lot of people can do. And the best way to do it is to go through JUCO. So he enrolls in San Mateo Community College, junior college, and plays in the California Community College uh, Athletic Association, I think is what it's called. This is not glamorous. It's not even Eastern Mississippi, so you get a Netflix show made about you. This is surrounded by future mailmen, um, maybe a few players that are real players but couldn't get their grades up. You know, when, when you're in JUCO and you didn't get any offers out of high school, a lot of times that's because you're not eligible. So so schools can't offer you. So you have to go through the JUCO ranks. But then once you get your grades up, all the schools that recruited you in high school come a calling and, and you can kind of get out of JUCO. Makai Blackman had to truly prove himself. And that San Mateo team did get into the national spotlight at least a little bit in a place where, you know, college recruiters are going to watch the California State Championship of community, like the Community College Association State Championship, the JUCO State Championship in uh, the state of California, and they'll watch him there. So uh, he can at least get in some get on someone's radar. What, what's also interesting is that this is where he played corner full-time. I, I want to say he was a two-way player in, in high school, but again, it's kind of hard to find. Um, but in at San Mateo, he was a corner, and he was a good corner, and so he actually started getting some interest from colleges. We're going to talk a lot about uh, Juco players. There's a few Juco players on uh, on the Vikings. You know, every once in a while, one sneaks into the NFL. We've got a couple of them. And what you always find is that, that Juco can be a place, to, uh, sort of a safe place to learn, sort of a haven for players who either just, you know, need a place to get their grades up or players who need to learn a new position or bulk up, which they're going to see a lot of that with Blackman, who is pretty skinny coming into college. And, you know, now by NFL standards, he's still pretty skinny, but he's put on like 25 pounds since he came to Colorado. But, you know, you're surrounded by a bunch of mailmen. You're uh, not really in the national spotlight. So if you make mistakes, they're not going to be the thing that defines you or whatever. You got to play well enough to get the attention of a college. Like you have to be good at football, but it can also be a place to really learn and grow and mature. Uh, and that can be huge for a lot of players. So anyways, uh, he goes to Colorado recruited by Mike McIntyre, uh, who wants to bulk him up. He's at like 160. He wants to bulk him up to 180 to play a little bit of cornerback and says, you're going to do a red shirt year for that. So you, you did a Juco year and then a red shirt year. Uh, but that redshirt year got interrupted because they had some injuries elsewhere. Uh, a guy named Chris Miller Slaughter was, which great name, uh, I think was a senior at the time or maybe a junior at the time. Uh, and another guy named Delrick Abrams, who was supposed to be a starter for, for Colorado. They were all out and missed time uh, and or missed time. So Makai Blackman actually got in and played too much to get that medical red or to get that redshirt year. So he still had his redshirt like eligibility year. You can apply that whenever you need to. Um, but on the other hand, it was also like kind of a mess of a year for Colorado. So they actually fired the guy that recruited Makai Blackman. And this is another thing that could be like a big point of failure for, for someone's career. You now have to prove yourself all over again to a dude that maybe has never even heard of you, that that has absolutely no idea of who you are, a total clean slate, probably 
knows at least that you're from JUCO, but otherwise like a totally clean slate. Uh, and in comes a guy named Tell Tucker. Now, Tell Tucker's going to end up with a pretty good relationship with Makai Blackman, who will sort of prove himself. For Blackman, that clean slate is kind of a, a boon. As much as Mike McIntyre was the guy who recruited him and was interested in him in the first place, you still kind of have that stigma of, well, you're a guy, you got to bulk up, you're kind of a project. When you're new and you're coming in, you go, open competition. Who plays best? That brings us to the 2019 spring, where I think... Uh, a really big sort of acceleration happens in Makai Blackman's career. But before I get to that, uh, let me talk to you about the sponsor of today's episode, which is Built Bar. Built Bar has been very clutch for me. I'm trying to watch calories. I'm, I've been trying to be really good this spring and summer. Uh, and that means that I'm making a whole bunch of meals that are healthy but very unsatisfying. <laughs> And I'm still hungry, which makes me snacky. And I have, I have like the worst self-discipline ever when I'm sm- snacky. But Bilt Bar is perfect. I can reach for it. I can feel like I had a chocolatey treat. But hey, 130 calories in one of these bad boys. Uh, 17 grams of protein, just 4 grams of sugar. It's not throwing me off the wagon. Uh, and I can snack on one of those at degenerate hours and feel like my body is having a treat. But without the ill effects of that. It's awesome. It comes in amazing flavors like cookie dough puff, cookies and cream, churro, um, flavors that you really don't think you should be able to have when you're trying to be good, but there you have it. And you can always go to built.com. You can get it delivered to your door, but, uh, you can now go to Walmart or Sam's club. If you just want to pick some up right now, you don't want to wait for delivery time. Um, you can just go pick up a box right there, but you can always go to built.com. Make sure you go to built.com every once in a while too, because they have like specialty flavors that are always going to be like limited edition that you kind of just have to find on the website. So check in periodically at built.com. You can thank me later. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day. I hope you guys enjoy the uh, the Everyman series. Um, this is going to be the show for a, a good while. I mean, I'll, I'll sprinkle in actual football stuff. We'll talk about news when it comes out. Um, but this is going to be how we sort of fill time in the summer when nothing else is going on. So I'm really excited about it. I hope you guys are excited about it, too. You can also find, if you want something a little bit more uh, in-depth, a little more crunchy, and substantive football-wise, you can uh, find my Patreon, patreon.com slash NFL, where I have a lot of film breakdowns of draft picks, and uh, I will keep putting those up. Um, let's move on to the 2019 Colorado Buffaloes spring game, where Makai Blackman gets two interceptions and blows up in the face of everybody. He also has uh, a really, really strong camp. And remember, this is all Tell Tucker knows. So, all right, you're starting then, buddy. <laughs> That you play the best, you're going to start. He earned the start in 2019. Um, and I think that's important. You know, 2017, Juco. 2018 was supposed to be a redshirt year, but was kind of still a freshman starting behind senior, or filling in behind injured seniors. 2019, starter. And he would win the starting job. He'd have to compete for it every year, but he would win the starting job from there on out in college. But two games in to the 2019 season, uh, he hurts his shoulder, he needs surgery, and he's out for the year. And it totally throws everything else off. Again, you see a lot of college players who are quality players, but they get hurt at the wrong time. A new flashy recruit comes in and boom, you've lost your job now to some five-star hot shot that's going to be you know, a top 10 draft pick. That almost happens to Makai Blackman as well. But first, uh, we enter 2020 where things get unprecedented. Um, that 2020 is going to be a really interesting part of this Everyman series because it really affects everybody in some way for Makai Blackman for Colorado. It delays the start of the season. They only end up playing six games. 
he starts in those six games, but he has to compete again with uh, Chris Miller Slaughter, who is uh, he's got a medical red shirt. He's got a little extra eligibility. He's stays on the team and he has to keep beating this guy out for the starting job. Um, the reason that both of them can't start, by the way, speaking of the hotshot recruit that comes in, how about Christian Gonzalez, <laughs> who's showing out in camp and playing at Colorado? So there's only one starting spot now with this dude uh, coming on. Makai Blackman wins it. He plays in those few games. It's always hard to tell in the COVID year, like exactly what is a fluke and what isn't because you, it's, you know, sample sizes and the games are weird and the training process is weird. Um, you know, how much they can practice is weird. Like everything got weird in the COVID year. So, uh, it, it's hard to tell if it's real or not, you know, but Hey, he like flashed some potential. That's the way the articles put it. He flashed some potential. He played well, but we got to see if it's actually real in 2021. It turns out to be real. Chris Miller slaughters out of the equation. It's now Makai Blackman and Christian Gonzalez next to each other. And this is the year that Colorado fans will really tell you about. It's a really frustrating season for the Colorado Buffaloes on the whole, but they have two lockdown corners in Makai Blackman and Christian Gonzalez that they're really happy and excited about. Um, but Blackman graduates. And as a graduate, he gets to go enter the transfer portal as a grad transfer. Now, the transfer portal is, by this point, I mean, it's 2021. It's a little bit more of a thing now. Christian Gonzalez enters it as well. He goes to Oregon uh, for his last for his senior season, or his was it his junior season? His The last season he will, because he'll declare after, right? Uh, and Makai Blackman takes an offer from USC. And he links up there with Lincoln Riley, who we've already talked a good bit about. Uh, the quote you'll see if you if you search out Makai Blackman and Lincoln Riley is uh, they say, hey, we can put him on anyone. We feel comfortable playing him anywhere. And the whole time, Makai Blackman has played inside and outside and, and followed people around sometimes. But, uh, you know, looking back at this whole journey from being at East Palo Alto and not playing junior year, if you miss your junior year and you're not already on the radar of NFL or of, of college recruiters like you'd never get a shot right and he didn't get any offers he says he should have got some offers out of high school but it just kind of timing wise was awkward and then timing wise it was awkward with this senior being in place that kept kind of getting extra eligibility and he kept having to beat him out and he did and then uh, the hotshot recruit comes in that can really push other guys out of the equation um and it, it could have and it just tightened everything up and it made it that much harder to win a job but he still did um that sort of resilience and for Blackman especially, and we'll get to it a little bit when we talk to Mark here about his time at USC and really getting to know his personality a little bit better, reflects a certain self-confidence. You can't experience that many hurdles that are totally out of your control and overcome all of them without a certain belief that you can, you know? There, there, there is never doubt, never a waiver. And... With Blackman, I guess if there's one thing I want you to know, it's that dude believes in himself. And if you doubt him, then you're the enemy, right? And I, you know, that's okay. That's a lot of NFL players. Um, but that is the kind of mentality you have to have when you are somebody who was doubted a lot. Recruiters ignored you. You were in Juco. You got that Juco stink on you. You know, you had, uh, Several coaches you had to like sort of prove yourself over and over again for you had to prove yourself against stiffer and stiffer competition. Um, and then here he is at USC 
seeking out Jordan Addison because he wants that. He wants that opportunity to prove himself. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him come into Vikings camp as well and uh, say, I got Justin. Give me 18, you know? I, I know you're the CB1 Byron Murphy, but give me 18. I want to go up against him in camp. Wouldn't be surprised to see that. Or maybe they just, he just keeps going toe-to-toe with Jordan Addison because they're both Vikings. But for more on the USC guys' uh, time together, uh, let's throw this to Mark Culkin of Locked on USC. Thank you all again for listening to the Locked on Vikings podcast every day. If you want more about USC, you can go listen to Locked on USC with Mark Culkin, who is still with me. Now let's switch over to the other side of the ball and talk about Makai Blackman. Um, I would love to hear the broad strokes on him as well. He's somebody I was even less familiar with. I didn't uh, get to him before the draft. He was too deep on, on the board to get to before the draft. So I didn't know anything. I was Googling him when the Vikings drafted him. So tell me the broad strokes. So the broad strokes with Makai Blackman, he is the your classic overachiever. Um, out of high school, he had very few offers. He mm-hmm. ended up going the JUCO route, San Mateo Junior College mm-hmm. in California. After that, he um, he ended up at Colorado, spent three years there, and he had a he kept getting better as 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 his career went along at Colorado. However, again. Um, he started to recognize that his talents were probably better suited playing for a program heading in a different direction. Colorado, for all of you out there who aren't aware. Having a bit of a moment right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got out before they were having their real big moment of uh, exit. Right. So he came over to USC, and all of a sudden now he's going up against great receivers every day in practice. That's the benefit. The, the major benefit that he was getting from coming to USC for a year, you're now testing yourself against you know, future NFL wide receivers every day in practice, no matter where you lined up. And Makai made it a point to line up as often as he could against Jordan Addison every day in practice. So if there was a rep to be taken, that's where Makai wanted to be. He comes over and he instantly becomes uh, USC's best cornerback. Um, his cumulative stats at Colorado, uh, not bad, but he literally matched those in one season. Oh, wow. Right, yeah, 20 pr- pass breakups, breakups or something disgusting like Three that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, really good guy. He's a really good defender. Um, he's a glue guy. Whether I don't know if you want to call him a cover corner, but he's someone who you can rely on. And it got to the point where everyone kind of, you know, had that mock draft always fifth round, sixth round guy. All of a sudden, there you are. He's available for him in the third round, and Minnesota's taking him. That's how good Makai is. He, you know, you watch him on film, you're like, wow, that's a cornerback. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I understand the whole NFL combine stuff. I'm not the biggest of fans of it. It's, you know, for me, it's just a made-for-TV event. Makai Blackman, Jordan Addison, you put on their film, and you see they're football players and that's why they're being drafted as high as they were. Sure. So what about Blackman led to that production? I mean, how do you, cause you know, there, there are some guys that will sit back and drive on the ball. There are some guys that are just, you know, all instinct. Some guys are just super sticky. Like what, what is it about Blackman that allowed him to be that productive at USC? I think it's his aggressiveness and his, he plays with just supreme confidence 
And he also was coached up, I think, by a really good uh, cornerback coach in Dante Williams. Hmm. So it was just the combination of everything. And again, iron sharpens iron. When you're going up against really good wide receivers every day, um, you, you're going to have to either get better at your job or you're going to get replaced. So again, Makai Blackman, he he understands the value of hard work because he earned it the old fashioned way. Uh, junior college to Colorado. Oh, I have an opportunity now to take another step up in competition. And that's what he did. And now he's taking the next step in the NFL. Everything I've read about him so far gives me a very like blue collar vibe where it's just a guy that, that knows, you know, the value of a dollar in a sense. He knows the value of a, of an opportunity because it didn't always come around, but it it is super fun that he gets to go be Jordan Madison's teammate more. And they're going to go up against each other in practice even more unless he wants to try to go take Justin Jefferson. But I'm going to guess that's uh, Byron Murphy's job. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, it always rotates in camp. Everybody gets a little bit of everybody, but can you speak to the dynamic of their relationship? I mean, there have been so many fun wide receiver cornerback relationships when you go up each other against each other every day. I remember like Stefan Diggs and Xavier Rhodes, they would get in full on fistfights by the end of camp and they are still like the tightest of brothers. Like it was watching them go up against each other was a true joy. Um, can, can you speak to the relationship between Blackman and, and Jordan Addison now that they're, they're both going to stay, stay teammates in, in purple. So, I, I would love to be able to speak to their relationship, but I, I really can't. Now, I can talk about how I've heard at during practice, because we're only allowed to see certain segments of practice. Always, yeah. Like, yeah, it sounds like Minnesota has a more open policy than, than Lincoln Riley. They used to. Yeah. Every, there, every, there's still some caginess, which is yeah, so, very funny, because it was very clear what they're going to do. <laughs> how, However, they... They get after it. Um, the offense, defense, it, when USC goes through their practices, uh, they get after it. So I, I've heard stories, uh, you know, pushing, shoving. You know, it happens. It's football. Yeah, but, you like that uh, a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, though, um, I knew that this team loved each other like brothers. I, this was one of the closest teams I'd ever been. I've been around the program for, for many, many years. But when I take into consideration all the new players that came in and the culture that that changed, um, there was there was a bond between that team and the the offense, the defense, they were one. Uh, the offense carried the team, and the defense, you know, I'm I'm going down a different uh, different rabbit hole, but yeah, <laughs> they have a they have a very good relationship. I haven't heard that they uh, that they're enemies or frenemies. Yeah, right. Respected adversaries in practice, yeah, right? Yeah. But brothers on the battlefield—that's the, yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. Well, one same question about Blackman um, to wrap things out. What don't I know about him that I need to know, and that can only really come from the perspective of somebody that covers the Trojans every day? Yeah. I don't think there's really anything that you're you're that I that I'm going to shed any light on. I, I I'll be honest with you. What you see with Makai is what you get. He's just a very genuine person. When you listen to him talk, it doesn't sound like he's making anything up. Um, and the bot, like you, you and I have already said, he understands the value of hard work. And to me, if you've got that, I don't care what else you have. Um, 
you're, you're probably going to end up having a very successful career. Yeah. I, I wish I can give you more than that. I, I know. No, that's great. I, I wish you, I know you're trying to give something to your, to your fan base and you're, you're just getting a really solid, solid individual. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of thing I'm kind of driving at here is, is, you know, he's a, a, a person who has been made honest, I think enough in his career and in his life where you can kind of say, okay, you know, you, you, yeah, what you see is what you get. Cause this guy's kind of already been through the hard parts, but the road gets no less tough in the NFL. Now you're going up against, you know, guys that were first round picks, guys that were second round picks. And eventually, you know, you're as a third round pick, you're not exactly fighting for a roster spot as a rookie, but eventually if you don't get better, you don't make it right. The Vikings just last off season cut three first round picks before their second year. So it's wow. cutthroat. It were, I mean, it was a crazy bad draft, but there, you know, that's the way it goes. So that's, I think the kind of mentality you have to have, and that hopefully will serve him well. Um, Mark, why don't you tell people where you can find, where they can find you if they want to know more about the Trojans. So fight on if uh, all of you Trojan fans out there in Minnesota or the Midwest locked on USC five times a week on YouTube. And uh, I, I, I try and I try and mix things up. It's not just going to be facts and stats. I come at you with an opinion. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And put a take out there. I like and that's football. all sports, right? That's not just football. It's uh, I primarily focus on football. And okay. if my fan base allows, I will squeeze some basketball in there as well. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, Mark, thank you so much for giving me your time. Uh, you guys know where to find him. Anytime. Have a good one. Another thank you to Mark Culkin. Again, you can find him at the Locked On USC podcast. Uh, tomorrow on this show will be Twitter Tuesday. We won't do an every man series thing. It'll be Twitter Tuesday. Uh, you can send me questions for that at Luke Brown NFL or at Locked On Vikings on Twitter. You can shoot an email to Locked On Vikings Podcast at gmail.com. There's a Google form in the show notes too for longer form stuff if you want, uh, or you can just leave a YouTube comment. I'll probably see it. Thank you guys so much for coming along with me on these journeys of of players from you know high school through college and into the pros. All these guys are chasing their dream, and I think that's really powerful and fun to talk about. I will see you all tomorrow. And as always, Skull.